Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. We're holding today Perakei Mishnah Zayin Perkei Avot. And uh, we're going to discuss today the difference between a golem and a chacham. It's very interesting. Exactly. <laughs> a golem and a chacham. Very interesting. So we assume we know it as a chacham, but golem is going to be something we discussed today. But before we even get to golem, we're going to see there's four levels of people that we'll call who are lacking in their intellectual capacities and also in character. So the Kahati explains, very interesting, four different types of people who are considered lacking in their intellectual properties, meaning in their sechel, as well as in their character. Now these names all might sound somewhat similar, but he goes through, the Kahati explains, each of these is somewhat different in terms of what he is and what he's lacking. Listen to this, very interesting. We have somebody who's called a boar, rek, ama'aretz, and golem. Now, similar bor, sa- bor, oh no, slow down. Bor, rek, amaaret, and golem. Now, they all don't sound like wonderful terminologies, but let's go through the Gati explains. Very interesting. Each of these is categorized as having certain lackings, but the earlier ones are worse than the, the following. Let's go through them. He says like this. Listen to this. Bor. What does bor literally mean? A pit, empty, empty, nothing. So he explains, Bor is somebody that has no ma'ala, he has no ability, not intellectual and not in character, not in midot. And he doesn't even have a natural preparation to achieve any of those things. Meaning, not only is he lacking in his intellect- intellectually and also in character, but he doesn't even have a natural preparedness to achieve these. He says, like a field that's considered bore, empty, that was never planted, and even if you would plant in it, since it wasn't prepared, the field has to be prepared. You have fertilizer and things inside of it, it never happened. Does it damage too, like a bore? Like a bore, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's totally unprepared for production, nothing. Right, that's bore. Rek, now rek means, rek also means empty, rek. Babor rek and bomayim. Rek, rek means empty too. Rek, rek, resh yud kuf. Rek. That's somebody that he has some natural preparedness for these levels. Means he's some. Rek, rek is somebody. Rek is somebody that has he has some natural preparedness. Meaning in his teva he has some ability to grow, but he never learned and he never took hadracha or chinuch from anybody. So meaning he's lacking. Not because naturally he's not possible to grow, but because he never learned and he never took hadracha from anybody. He says like a field that's near, like a field that was plowed, meaning it was prepared for planting, but you didn't plant in it. So since you didn't plant in it, nothing can grow. But there's potential there, exactly. That's what we call a person who's rick. So, so far we have bor and rick. Now the third one we have is called ama'aretz. Ama'aretz, Really, people use this as a negative terminology. But really, what does Ama'aretz mean? No, that's not. What does Ama'aretz really mean? A nation of the earth. That's what it means. A person of the earth. That's really... Exactly. So Ama'aretz is somebody that he's involved in Yeshuva Aretz. He's involved in this world. He does business. He deals nicely with people. So he has good character, 
but he doesn't study. That's Ama Aretz. That's a, literally, that's what it means. Ama Aretz, a person of the earth. That's what he is. Meaning, he's involved in this world, so he has good character and because of that, but he never learned Torah, so he never developed the the sechel, uh, the, the perspective of the Torah, and he's not developed in that area. Now, the fourth one, which is what we're going to discuss in this Mishnah, seems to be above the others, which is called Golem. What is a Golem? So, Golem, what? In modern Hebrew, it's an idiot? I don't know. Golem. So it's interesting. Golem, the word comes from golme kelim. Golme kelim means unfinished vessels. That's what golem refers to. Unfinished vessels. So what does golem refer to? It refers to somebody he learned and he has developed the beginnings of intellectual capacities, of his midot, but they're not shlemot They're not complete. Means he started on his mission, he started on the path, but he's still lacking. So he has some intellectual levels, he has some levels of midot, that's all true. But because he hasn't developed them in their fullest, it's all working barvuvya, in a mixture. He doesn't know how to utilize his intellect properly, his midot properly. That's called golem. Now, it's the start, it's the beginning until we get to chacham, that's the next level. But he's not there yet. It's considered unfinished, he's not developed fully. That's the idea of... Golem. So, we're going to speak in this Mishnah about seven. Now we're moving on to seven. We've been discussing ten in the last few Mishnayot. But in Mishnah Zayin, we're going to discuss seven differences between Golem and Chacham. And I think we could learn a lot from this Mishnah, happens to be. When you, in general, when you interact with people, but in more, more particularly when we're learning Torah with other people. It's a very, very important idea we're about to learn in terms of as, as the Tiferet Yisrael, he actually explains over here that the way you interpret this Mishnah is how they interact before talking, how the people, we're going to speak about the Chacham, talks with those who ask him questions, and then those as they proceed in talking and finishing the discussion. There are seven ways you could determine what is considered a golem, again, undeveloped. Yeah, he's on the way, but he's undeveloped, and Chacham, somebody that's already considered a wise person. Well, definitely a golem. So, based on what you just di- said, probably. Let's continue. Because the Mishnah, it's very interesting. One of the things is going to be you don't interrupt people. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. No, the opposite. Exactly. There's seven, seven character traits that determine Chacham from Golem. Now, Golem, by the way, I want to point out, Golem's not a terrible thing. Golem just means you're, you're, still, you're still getting there. You're, you're not there yet, <laughs> which is okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're all working on ourselves. That's okay. Hebrew, it's more like an idiot. Right, so in the, in the Mishnah, it doesn't mean idiot. It doesn't mean idiot. It means somebody... Oh, Yonatan, I'll come back. How are you? Very good. Good to have you back. See you back tonight, hopefully. Yeah, yeah partial class tonight, 8.15. So, listen to the Mishnah. Fascinating Mishnah. But the Tiferet Yisrael learns that these go in order. There are seven things that you can tack on. That guy's a golem, and seven you know that he's a chacham. Now the reason it puts golem before chacham is because in the development, first the person usually is golem, and then becomes chacham. But in terms of telling us the midot, it goes from the chacham angle. Because we don't care to dis- we don't care to discuss the lacking of golem. We want to know what is the chacham, and at the end we'll say the golem is the opposite of all of them. So the Mishnah says as follows: Chacham does not speak in front of somebody who's greater than him in wisdom. So the Kahati brings down. There's a famous story in the Torah that this alludes to. 
Meaning when there's somebody there who has greater intellectual levels to respond to something or to discuss something, you don't speak in front of him because you recognize he has more to say than what you have to say. So he quotes in, in Parashat Vayikra. Maybe the guy have more and different issues than I have. So hold on, hold on, don't be a golem, hold on. So in Parashat Shmini. I know I'm a golem no, no, but, but don't, you don't have to make yourself into a golem. <laughs> <laughs> don't move. Okay. In Parashat Shmini, Moshe Rabbeinu gives Musar to Elazar Tamar. There's a story over there when they put up the Mishkan for the first time for usage, Aleph Nisan. Moshe Rabbeinu gave Musar, Vayikhtsof al Elazar Tamar. It's in Parashat Shmini. He got upset at them. But Aaron Kohen was there as well. And Aaron Kohen was the father of Elazar Tamar. Elazar Tamar did not respond. They waited for their father to talk to Moshe Rabbeinu. They said, you know, this is not... We're smaller over here. We're not the big ones here. We're going to be quiet and see what our father Aaron has to say to Moshe about this issue. And they were quiet. A similar idea, it's not exactly the same thing, but we do find also the contrast to this is that when Eliezer, Ever Avraham, goes to the house of Bituel in order to find a wife for Yitzchak, Lavan, who's the son of Bituel, almost does the opposite. What does he do? He speaks in front of his father. It means Eliezer is talking to Bituel, who's Lavan's father, and Lavan's the son, he interrupts his father and speaks in front of him. So that's Rasha, actually. He's a Rasha. But also, that's not, a, that's not a good thing. To speak in front of a greater person, here we're saying greater in Chochmah, but also elders, it's disrespectful. That's not a Ma'alav of Chochmah, that's for sure. Elders. So I was adding Everybody on. Everybody interrupting me all the time. Who's interrupting you? A lot of people. I never interrupt you. Listen, when he interrupts you, you interrupt him. That's true. Agona <laughs> minagana. Okay, that's number one. That's the first is that he doesn't speak in front of somebody who's more intelligent than him. Okay, one. Two. Okay, so here we go. So you're not, he doesn't also enter into his world, friend's words. So what does it mean? Somebody's talking. Let him finish his conversation. Let him finish what he has to say with patience. Listen to what he has to say. And then respond based on what he just said. Don't cut him off. Never stop, you know? uh, yeah. so, so don't cut him off. Cutting him off is not a way of Chochmah. It's not a way of Chochmah. We also find an example of this. The Kahati brings down is that, very interesting, I did not know this. We know at the end of Parashat Ba'alot Techa, we have the famous story where Miriam and Aaron spoke Lashon Hara about Moshe Rabbeinu. I call it Lashon Hara because on their level it was Lashon Hara. Miriam about her beloved brother. She didn't mean him any harm, obviously. So the Pasuk says... And the way the Midrash explains, or Chazal explain, is that they come, Miriam and Aaron are called out, and Hashem says to them, Shimunad varai, listen to my words. So the Chachamim explain, they wanted to interrupt Hashem, and Hashem said to them, Hamtinu li wait for me to finish speaking. Very interesting. I never knew this. I, I didn't know such a thing existed. So that was, he was giving them Musar, he was saying, don't interrupt me. Hashem said, I'm speaking. Hashem. <laughs> I'm speaking, don't interrupt me. Let me finish speaking. I just heard, it's unbelievable, I just heard about this specific Nikuda. I don't know if anybody saw this. In Congress, they were grilling these three heads of the universities. I don't know yeah, if anybody yeah, saw this. Yeah, yeah. I think it was there, I saw this. They asked one of the heads of the universities, I don't remember which one it was. They were talking about anti-Semitism or something else, but they asked one of them, they said, you know, we, at, we did a poll, 70% of your student body believes that if there's a speaker they don't like, they should all start screaming and shout him down. Is that a way of Chochmah? 
You don't appreciate what the guy's saying because he's because he's pro-Israel. It's an example. So you start shouting him down. That's not a way of chokhmah. You can't have a conversation like that. There's no intellectual There's no discourse. Yeah. There's nothing. But that's seventy percent. And this was like one of the high universities in the country. MIT, Harvard, and Penn. So I'm saying. You're talking about the high, the, officially what's called the, the intellectual advancement. And they think you shout people down because you don't like what they're saying. Uncivilized. Uncivilized. Chacham does not enter into his friend's words. Number three, is also a very big one. I don't know what they responded to that. But they, they, didn't, they didn't like him saying that, that's for sure, yeah. He doesn't respond very quickly. So this is something. Someone comes over to you with a question. Let's say in your area of expertise. So you might have an immediate reaction to respond right away. Right? I know the answer. I know the answer. I don't have to think about it even. But you shouldn't. thinks for a minute. You stop. Consider. Consider the factors. Consider the person who's asking, by the way. When somebody asks a rabbi a question, he doesn't just answer based on the, the halachic question itself. The person who's asking also is a, is a unique case. So, you don't respond so quickly. Obviously, we know why. Because if you respond quickly, you could make a mistake. Right. Now, why would somebody want to respond quickly? Well, it could be because they're lazy. They don't want to think anything Audi, through. Audi. But I also, audiness. I know everything. I don't have to think it through even. That's wrong. Before you ask me the question, I know the answer. Exactly. It's wrong. You don't respond quickly. You, you take a minute to think. Okay, that's three. Four. Now this is very interesting also. We'll go with like the first shot here. The student, when he asks a question, he should ask on the topic. Meaning, if you're in a class and someone has a question that's related to the topic of the class, wonderful. Ask the question. Why? Because of Then the person who's giving the class can be meshiv ka'alacha. He could respond properly on the topic too. In the halacha, in the appropriate way. You start asking off topic, you confuse the person who's giving the class, first of all. But secondly, you're making it more difficult for him to respond on topic as well. We just learned in Mesechet Tanit about this, something very interesting. There's two levels the Gemara calls. We have what's called a Talmid, a student. And we have what's called a Yachid, which is considered the unique people, which is a higher level. Remember, we learned about this. So Tosafot explained to us, the way we understood it was, Talmud is somebody, in the area that he's studying, he could respond in terms of your asking. It means he knows the area of his study, but he's studying currently, he could respond to that. A Yachid is somebody on a higher level. Yachid is somebody, you could ask him on all different topics, and he could respond each one properly with Halakha. But that's a high level, obviously. I mean, to be able to respond to each person on every question that he's asking, that's a high level. So generally, you ask on topic, and then the response is done in accordance with halacha. Rabbi Miller, question on any subject. Ah, so there's people, yeah, yechidim. High levels is that you know they're holding in every topic, so you could ask them and they could respond. It's big devil. Okay, let's move on. Number six. The Omer al Rishon Rishon. Sorry, five. The Omer al Rishon Rishon al Acharon We find this by Rivka. You respond, if somebody asks you two questions, first you respond to the first question, and then you respond to the second question. By Rifka, we find when Eliezer meets up with her, it says, Eliezer asked her two questions. He said, who are you the daughter of? And do you, does your father have a place for us to sleep tonight? He said two questions. And she responded, I'm the daughter of Bituel, and we do have a place for you to sleep, and there's animal food for your animals. So same ideas. Respond to the first question first, yeah. second question answered, second. Uh, the, the other way, first, second. Yeah. And then the person is golem? It shows that he's not a chacham. 
Interesting. Keeping things, because it's, it's not orderly. It's not calculated. Very interesting. <laughs> Don't look at yourself so bad. Let's continue. I don't think it's bad. It is. It's not a good thing. Let's put it that way. It's not a good thing. If the second thing. one is more important, you might say, well, I'm going to address exactly. the second one first exactly. because That's I think it's I more important. But you have to explain why. You don't understand. I'm going to explain why. Okay. You asked me two questions. The, se- the second question you asked. See, it's really important. Golem so is somebody who second. validates be being a, a golem. To the first. <laughs> it might be a prelude to the first. Might Whatever, but Let's okay, finish. Hold on, hold on. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Let's finish the Mishnah. <laughs> golem is somebody who validates being a golem as a good thing. Let me just point it that way, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, the sixth one is, if somebody knows he didn't hear from his rabbi something, he says, lo shamati. Meaning, if I'm saying my own logic, my own svarah, so I say, this is my own svarah. I didn't hear this from my Rebbe. That's, that's a chacham. You don't attribute something you said to your Rebbe so that people will accept it quicker. That's, that's, that's wrong. It's not the right thing to do. Chacham says, this is what my Rebbe said. This is what makes sense to me, but that doesn't mean that's what your Rebbe said. You don't attribute things to people who never said them. That's not the way of a chacham. And the last one, Yosef, the last one is modala emet. What does modala emet mean? He admits, he acknowledges the truth. So it means we're arguing about something. You're wrong, or I'm wrong. You, want to stick to it, you, know, you don't just harder. stick to your guns in order to win the argument. You don't. That's not a chacham. And that's not the way of Torah ever throughout any generation. Torah was always, people were arguing all the time. But there was modal emet. Since we're arguing to figure out ultimately what's the truth. Hold on, hold on. That's exactly. Again, again, that's again. Yosef, I think I'm wrong, I'm going to say yes, you're right. Back to the issue. Validating bad behavior is golem. So, again, modal emet means if you're wrong and you're proven wrong, you say I'm wrong. You say I'm wrong and that's that. Nothing to talk about. You don't just master your position or force your position and maintain your position just to win the argument. Today, also, another thing, universities, they teach you how to debate a debating class, debating. Debating, the whole idea of debating, in a sense, it doesn't make any sense. Because I'm going to give you a position that you don't agree with, argue in, in favor of this position. Why should I argue in favor of a position I don't even agree with? No, but that makes no sense. Logic, but I don't I'm agree with that. But I don't agree reason. with that position. Why would I argue about something that you I don't agree with, essentially? Why you don't agree? I, I completely disagree with no, the position. So you want to develop no, no. So that's the point. They take you take a position you don't agree with and argue in favor of that position. Oh, well, I don't want to argue in favor of that position. So they want to teach you how to negotiate. I hear that. I hear that. But the problem is, what ends up happening that turns into politicians who maintain positions that are sheker, totally sheker, and they argue in favor of their own agendas. Again, that's not modal emet. That's not a way you get to the clarity of Torah. There's no way you get the clarity of Torah. Yeah, Moda- no, it's not nice sometimes, not comfortable, but you have to be I meant you're wrong. Fine, you're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. It's okay. And the Mishnah finishes off, All these seven things, the opposite is true by the golem. Meaning the golem interrupts people while they're talking. He talks in front of people who are greater. He doesn't admit about the truth. He maintains his position. All of these strings are true <laughs> by <laughs> golem. Look at Joseph, know exactly what the golem is. <laughs> Your picture is there. All right, we'll pick up Mishnah tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>